Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by HotMovies.com. HotMovies.com is a video-on-demand website that offers all of the latest and the greatest adult movies from more than 50 years of adult movie making, including films by me. Go to HotMovies.com slash bonus and enter the promo code HOLLY, H-O-L-L-Y, and you'll get 20 free minutes on HotMovies.com. No purchase is necessary. With special exclusive releases every month, you can always see them first at hotmovies.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Woo for Play Lube. Have you heard of Woo? Woo is the best organic, all natural, and antibacterial lube I have ever used. It's made of virgin coconut oil, vanilla essence, natural stevia and beeswax, and is totally free of chemicals and preservatives. And unlike most lubes, Woo also smells and tastes great, just like cupcake frosting. I am not kidding you. Seriously, I offer it to the actors on my sets, and we all love it. Woo is simply the best. Silky smooth, all natural, and tastes like dessert. What more could you want? If you want to enhance your love life or just want a better lube, buy it for yourself or treat that special someone, go to Woo4Play and enter discount code HOLLY and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's Woo4Play, W-O-O-F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com with the code HOLLY for 10% off. Get more play with Woo. Today on the podcast, we have the one and only Romy Rain. Romy is a very popular porn star with over 2 million followers on Instagram. She is also hosting the AVN Awards this year, and she's done a lot of really big projects, and I'm very excited to have her here to talk about all of the stuff that's going on in her life right now. So let's welcome Romy Rain to Holly Randall Unfiltered. No, no, no. This is how we intro. <laughs> Can we please start the podcast with her with her intro like that? No, 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 no. This is Holly Randall's podcast. Talking shit. No, 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 no. No, that no. was great. That was great. I'm going to have you do all my intros from now on. Everybody, in case you didn't know, that is Romy Rain. She is here on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It is so exciting to have you. Stop. It is. You know how people were so happy on social media that I was having you on? Oh, yeah. I saw that. People were really excited. I love when people are excited. Like, yeah. that's that's how you know. It's great. Um, sometimes, you know, I say that I'm having certain people on to get, like, crickets. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And then some people are like, oh, my God, they get so excited. But I mean, I try to, you know, ensure that everybody that I have on is somebody who's interesting. And sometimes like the most interesting people are not necessarily the most famous people. No, it's true. And you never really know like what somebody has to say. Like, you know. Yeah. No, you don't know. Yeah. I believe me, I've had people on and I like thought they were going to be great and they weren't. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Uh, Hey, but that's the thing too. Like, you know, everybody's version of great is different. What they want to hear and who they are. Yeah, definitely. Some of my like episodes that I were, were my least favorite 
favorite. I've had some people tell me they were their favorites. I was like, yeah, what? it can be like seen sometimes too. You mm-hmm. hear it's like, eh. but uh, I, you know, I like interviews, and you know, if anything, sometimes I talk almost a little bit too much. So I, I give a good interview no, from what I hear. This is good. We want people who talk a lot. I, de- mm-hmm. you know, some and are re- honest. Yeah, and some people that. Uh, that fans request. I'm like, I just know, like, she may be a great performer, mm-hmm. but I know she's not a good conversationalist. Like, oh. I know the podcast isn't, so I won't get them because it's just like, no, it's true. it has to be more about than what you look like. And a lot of people, like, they find a little bit of, like, pressure in that. Or, like, to be honest, too, it's almost kind of what we were talking about a little bit is that, uh, you know, some people feel the need to like play a character a mm-hmm. lot and like it's, it is a great time to like be yourself. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it, it is different kind of when I first started. Like when I first started, it wasn't considered very cool to give like a normal interview, like yeah. two people talking like this, especially yeah. when you're in a, like you're a porn star or whatever, because like they would always want it to be a little bit too caricature and too sexy. Mm-hmm. So you would see a lot of interviews with girls and they'd be like, Hey, so what do you like to do for fun? And they're like, come. And it's like, well, what do you like to do when you're not shooting porn? I don't know. Come, you know what I mean, (laughs) and it's like it's no insult and no dig and no burn or anything, but it's kind of true. It's like it's okay to like you know be in porn and be sexual and have a personality and have opinions on things Mm -hmm. and to be a strong, confident woman. Like it's great to like come, but it it shouldn't be like your entire personality. Yeah, I think some girls feel that they really have to create a character, and I think sometimes it's hard for some people to separate their true self from their porn self, and they want to create that separation because they really want to be able to separate their lives and you know that's that's their thing for sure just make sure you're doing and saying everything you believe because yeah you know because people will remember and then you know you might especially these days exactly you can't hide anything anymore and like and then eventually you might want to like have a serious conversation with somebody yeah you know it's important to establish your own levels of boundaries i think yeah and that's honestly like a big reason i really wanted to start this show because i know a lot of other podcasts are a little bit more salacious and it's like you know asking questions like how many times a day do you masturbate? Yeah, as if we don't get position. asked those questions all the time. Exactly. And that's not what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in is getting to know you as people and getting to show the world that porn stars are people and that what? they're like intelligent and ambitious mm-hmm. and funny and, you know, sometimes conflicted and all of those things that make yeah. us human. Like, you know, that kind of dispelling the myth. And that's really what I wanted this podcast to be about was to be really real. And and I found that people have responded really, really well to that. And it's been a huge surprise for me. We were talking about that yeah. earlier. Like people really love, and I've had so many people tell me that like I've changed their mind about how they see the adult industry, yeah. how they see porn stars, which is to me is just the greatest compliment. No, it is. And it's so incredibly valuable to like seize the opportunities to be a real person that you are and to express yourself because like now, now really is the time. And, and we were always this way, like adult entertainers and beyond. I always call them alternative lifestyles. Like I was, I grew up in that environment as Mm -hmm. I know we'll get to. Yeah. But like I've always been around like people in like the sidestep kind of world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it doesn't, it's not nearly as seedy and underground and salacious as some people I think want it to be. Like there's of course bad situations and like drugs and alcohol in every industry if you like you only want to look at that but like some of like the greatest people I've ever known are sex workers and drag queens and like you know gay and bi and trans and you know not coming from big families or you know it it just there's so many different kinds of beautiful people in the world I think we judge way too harshly but at the same time you're right people are so interested in like finding out about people and like the alternative lifestyles and to see if it's 
really real and like mm-hmm. what it's about because there's always what's the word people are always so attracted to this and they're like obsessed with it and they just they want to know more they really do they yeah. want to and what's real and not real about it but we are all just people and we try to separate ourselves so much but we're all connected yeah we really are and yeah. I don't know that's I like that about the world now yeah. that we really are so connected yeah that's true and you know I think also too with, with porn especially people are fascinated with it because first of all I think you know most people couldn't imagine like you know doing that as a career just yeah. something so foreign to them especially since sex is such a taboo subject for so many people yeah. and I think with um, most porn films and I've seen it change like dramatically especially over this last year uh, you just see one side of performers you see them as you know they're not multifaceted they're yeah. just sex fiends and that's it so I yeah. think like it's hard for a lot of people to imagine like this person you know has hobbies on the side yeah. this person might have a family this person has people that they love this yeah. person has fears and dreams and aspirations and like you never really see that side of of performers um but I have noticed have you I'm sure you have too you've been in the industry about seven years right yeah six years hardcore yeah so um you've seen like have you noticed this just incredible shift in um porn storytelling and yeah. how like we're really having these really intense um scenarios and storylines coming out like you know it used to always be gonzo porn and if yeah. it was a storyline it'd be really cheesy with terrible acting yeah. and like all that kind of stuff and I just feel like just these last couple of years we've just had some incredible like directors and producers come in and 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 porn actors really be able to shine and yeah. and like show I mean stuff starting to look like Real movies these yeah. days, and it's so, it's so impressive to me. People are really taking initiative and caring more because we can, like we, we especially with like the social media era, mm-hmm. like we really are able to show what we want to show and be a part of what we want to be a part of, and like performers and independent contractors really do have more capabilities than ever to to shine and to show who they really are and not just what maybe like a company or a scene wants to push them as, mm-hmm. like girls and boys and everybody in between can shoot what they want to shoot mm-hmm. how they want to shoot and they can really kind of take advantage of their own image and promote themselves the way they want to be like in a way like the age like I don't want to say like the age of the contract girl is over or anything but like how it was like 15 20 years ago like you really had to kind of be a cover girl or a contract girl or like chosen essentially to kind of like be popular and to be called like a porn star or a big name nowadays like now people can really build themselves up the way they want to like they can promote themselves the way they want to post what they want to shoot what they want to and especially with how the industry has changed um i don't know if this might be a controversial statement but i feel like a lot of performers especially the past five years like or six plus when i first started you know we have been producers mm-hmm. more than we've been given credit for. All of us, a lot yeah. of us, like even directors, everybody's been having to wear more hats than ever. Yeah. Like you definitely know that. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So like, I think people finally took a step back and realized like, wait a minute, you know, I am dressing myself. I am ad-libbing my lines. Like I, I know the way my body looks posed. I know the kind of things I want to shoot. It's like, I, I'm kind of doing it already. Why don't I do some of it for myself or put my ideas out there and tell people what I want to shoot and yeah. what I want to do. 
And I think we're, we're able to do that without being as much at, at anybody's mercy. Like I know way less girls, especially the past few years with like the influx of things like Patreon and OnlyFans and Snapchat that like they're not waiting by the phone, like desperate to take any job that they need to take and then yeah. regretting what they shoot later and then having a sour taste about porn later. Yeah. It's like we really can be independent, more independent and like in control than ever. And I think that's, that's a really beautiful thing. I think that's a really amazing thing, the way the industry is going in that sense. So the people that do care can really show how much they care and really elevate the industry. Like you were saying, like we can, like they care more. It's so the product is better. And when the product is better, that's when we're going to all get more credit and not be looked at as like the seedy, dark underground thing. It's like, no, like this is, this is our lives. Like we, we, sacrifice so much of our time and energy blood sweat tears and our own money all of us mm-hmm. to like put forth like this like great product like we're on set 12 plus hours a day sometimes for several days at a time like we care like it's it's our lives and our jobs and it really is real movies and like real glamour shoots like it's not it's not nothing it's not a joke it's not it's not all that cheap mm-hmm. like it it's a huge business that I think is only thriving more because of the people that really care. Yeah. I'm glad we're kicking out in a way some of the people who don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've definitely noticed that not only has, um, you know, social media and all of those independent platforms that models have to use to curate their own content, Mm -hmm. it hasn't not only like made them more independent in terms of, you know, having that direct connection to their fans and be able to monetize themselves directly, but I Mm -hmm. feel like it's also earned them more respect in the eyes of producers and directors. Yeah. And companies, because now you know we see girls writing scripts for yes. their own movies or scenes, which are being directed and produced by other companies. But like they're starting to see the value in the individuality of yes. performers, yes. as opposed to just seeing them like they're all just you know dictators. Oh no! Oh my god! No! <laughs> like you make me feel so good when you say stuff like that because I, I think that that's so important. That's really everything right now. It's like we are multifaceted. Like mm-hmm. we're not just yeah, we're not just like sitting there gaping all day like (laughs) we can write and direct and produce and shoot our own stuff and you know the girl like I consider myself like huge on promo like I'm promoting like everything constantly and I remember like a few years ago people used to mock you for that like god why are you retweeting so much like why do you got to take pictures everywhere you are and nowadays people beg you for like takeovers and posts and tag Mm -hmm. me in this post that it's it's a really yeah it really it has changed a lot in such a good way I think if you want to take control and put out good stuff you can now yeah how many followers do you have on instagram uh 2.3 million wow now on the flip side of that you know have you noticed how a lot of social media platforms have been like turning against performers well they've always been against us for the most part i think that's kind of been a little bit of us like clawing our way like out of there uh, as well yeah i know countless performers who get deactivated and deleted i've been kicked off facebook so many times i don't even bother i've been deactivated once on instagram unfairly i got it back thank god but like yeah they do there really is like this judgment just because of what we do not even what we post and who we are because there's like instagram models etc who post and say way worse things than most of us do It just because we're tied into what some people still think of as taboo. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I disagree with people who say porn isn't mainstream. Porn is more mainstream than ever. Yeah. 
So, I mean, if you look at a lot of, um, I mean, sometimes you look at a lot of these music videos and it, or like even mainstream movies and it just looks like porn. It does. And not even all that like good porn. I'm yeah. like, man, we should have better tease than that. Like yeah. at least have the, like the actors really kiss. Like right. it seems like so strange that like every movie in Hollywood includes like a sex scene, but it's like the most chaste, mm-hmm. like fake over dramatized but but our stuff is dirty and wrong and yeah I to know, some right? people it's right. it's very it's an interesting yeah the way hollywood looks at us and at the same time we're not social lepers like yeah. some people want to think so but who do you think is in our dms it's the people in mainstream yeah you know what I mean? like, oh yeah it's like that's the funniest part to me it's like no no we're really not ignored by celebrities yes. sometimes we wish we were like yeah. i've never been kicked out of a business like no one's ever refused my money except for paypal paypal kicked me off like yeah. for selling merch yeah which was sad because i was a member of paypal for over five years before i got in the adult industry mm-hmm. but after i did i was selling merch and then they banned me for life. No one would even get on the phone with me. There was no correspondence. It just, you are not allowed to be on this side of the service because you are, you know, you're not compliant with our belief system, essentially, like their terms. But if... If a business's terms is telling you, like, you know, what you can do for a living, especially if it's legal, yeah. then that's wrong. That's that, the thing that's so insane. Yeah. Yeah. Is the, and, um, you know, I mean, I know a lot of performers have had problems with banks and credit cards. Yeah, and all I've heard that. Stuff. I mean, the discrimination is is kind of nuts. It is. But it's, like, acceptable because, like, you know, you're dirty and you work in porn, so it's yeah. okay to discriminate. Yet, you're all consuming that product. Oh, I mean, God. like, I know girls who have lost their bank accounts because the bank teller recognize them and then told their manager but well how did the bank take her yeah exactly oh, or all the followers who follow you mm-hmm. and then like write this you know horrible stuff on your on your Instagram it, it's like it's well crazy. why are you following me if you're so offended by what I do for a living you know what a part of it I think it is I think for some people it really is the, the legitimate part of their fantasy mm-hmm. that you know we're these like dirty lost scared girls underground that nobody loves in a way that makes them like dirty purpose go like oh yeah nobody loves her <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god I feel like to some people it's like it's part of the fantasy for them to think that like like yeah we're like sad and lost in a corner and that just makes their dicks even harder but those Which says are a lot more about the sexual hangups of the general public than it does about like what you do for a living. Agreed. It's like there's nothing like everybody else besides people in the sex industry can talk about sex and be empowered by sex and be half naked. But it's okay to pole dance if you're doing it for fitness. But, <laughs> right? You know, but yeah, not yeah. if you're doing it for money. That doesn't right. make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally crazy. Um so you are hosting the AVN Awards. Ah, yeah, thank you. Were you so surprised when they asked you? I was. Gary loves telling the story. Gary at AVN loves telling the story because when he called me in, I was like, uh, he's like, yeah, can you come in? I was like, well, what's that about? Like, because I live far away. It was we were talking yeah. to him. Like, I live central. Like, so why am I going somewhere? And he's like, no, no, I can't tell you. And I'm like. I, well, I can't go today. <laughs> I'm like, I have something else I have to make sure I do. He was like, well, no, you need, to, you should come. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. What day? It was kind of very laissez-faire with it because I didn't really know what it was about. I thought it was something kind of random or silly, maybe just yeah. promo for the white party. I've already like done that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be in soon. And then he was like, no, 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 come in tomorrow. I was like, okay, fine. So like, I go over there. I'm like, I wonder if I did something. Did I like post something weird? <laughs> Isn't it so funny? Like when you, when you get those messages from someone like, I need to talk to you or can you call me? I'm always like, that. 
fuck, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? I, even though I know I didn't do anything yeah. wrong, I always think I did something wrong. I'm like, why does somebody want to talk to me privately? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, so yeah. So I go over there and I'm like, yeah, so is everything fine? And then like after a while, he like spread it out. It like made me like wait for it. And he's like, and I'm like, no, like I really didn't believe it. it was one of those like moments where I really wasn't like, bah! I was like, really? It was like, I was almost so more taken aback and surprised. They thought I was going to say no. Like I was in front of Tony and like Gary, like the fucking heads of AVN. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, what? I swear, I could like ask them if it was true, like several times. Cause I just, I, it was something I really didn't expect because mm-hmm. like for me, it was something that I've always really wanted to do. I love, like, I love hosting. I love being on stage and like, and I, I love my industry. Like I really do care about what I do. And like, I mean, even before porn, like I've been stripping and in cam and modeling. And so like this really has been my life for like mm-hmm. 12 years. So like I just didn't really believe it. And then it like took me 30 seconds to be like, Oh my God. Well, I mean, no, 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 I'll do it. Cause I don't trust anybody else to care as much as I'll care about doing this yeah. and they were like oh my god yeah so then I just like and I couldn't tell anybody which was like yes. almost even worse I, I did tell my civilian friend because she's not going to talk to anybody yeah. in porn and it was kind of amazing because she was like a girl that I, I went like hiking with before I got into the industry and told me you know I'm going to get into the industry and I think I'm going to do this and that and she was always like surprisingly supportive because she's known me for a long time mm-hmm. and like it's so it's so crazy to see like a culmination from start to finish so it really was such a huge huge like moment and for me I, I didn't really expect what happened but I, I I don't know I almost don't really know how to explain it because I, I didn't believe it and then I was shocked and then I was like oh my god like this is this is everything like there's no bigger compliment at least for me than yeah. to be like representing like the, the industry night, it's like the biggest night of the it's the porn Oscars yeah, yeah like every, like everybody knows AVN like even people who hate us and mainstream like everybody knows the AVN awards yeah they just do yeah and like I was so I don't know it's hard to explain because it really is a culmination of like everything I've ever wanted and wanted to do and I'm so flattered that I get to like represent my industry on this mm. kind of level. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm very proud. I'm very proud to be here. I'm very proud of the time that I'm in the industry. I think this is a great time for performers to be in the industry. Yeah, I agree. I think this year has been incredible when it comes to mainstream. Like, even if you don't like agree with a lot of our attachments or some of the mainstream stuff yeah. or the mainstream people that are cool with us, this is the fact that we have these attachments mm-hmm. and connections is incredible and it is huge. And if we stay on this path, I really do think it's only going to get better and only get better for all of us. And in terms of making sure that we're, we're safe and secure and mm-hmm. treated with respect, like everywhere, not just within our industry, because it shouldn't be just the adult industry bubble. Like, like sex workers are everywhere yeah. in every facet of the word. And it's it's about time that we kind of like bust through and have some opportunities. And I really feel like somebody that like kind of started from the ground up and and I and I kind of do feel like not like some people thought I was saying it in a negative way towards me, but like if I can do it, that means you can do it. And like mm-hmm. not in like a negative way, like woe is me, like no, in a compliment, like you really can do whatever you want to do if you care and you put your time in and it matters to you because mm-hmm. again like if i can do it like on my own so can you just give a shit like yeah. and and be and that, proud and that's the great thing about the adult industry is that it embraces all different kinds of people yeah. all different body types all different kinds of sexual preferences gender non-binary yes. cis trans like all that More stuff. Than ever too now yeah and and it's really all kind of coming to light and and it's really all coming together and people are becoming more accepting of of all of that and 
especially like you were saying earlier with the ability to be able to produce and yeah. sell your own content, you know, now you really can make what you care about yeah. and you will find people who are into what you're into. Completely. You know, there's like what, like uh, there was like a hole for every nail or something yeah. silly. Like, there's totally something for everyone. And then you never know until you try. Mm-hmm. And I tell some of these uh, girls too, especially the younger ones, like don't necessarily fake it till you make it, but like you can really do whatever you want. So if you don't feel like certain people are hiring you or paying attention to you, you can still put out quality, great content almost to even show people like, hey, I can do this. I can look this way. I can act or I am flexible or whatever you're trying to show off. Like you really can do that. And in an ironic way, sometimes like that really gets more attention on you from some of those people. Yeah, because you're considered like a trailblazer. Yeah. And like, and if you're proving that people are buying my content, like my fan base is growing, then like people are going to have no choice but to acknowledge you and respect you. So it really is like you can be as popular as you want to be even without a lot of backing and push nowadays, which you couldn't 15, 20 years ago. absolutely not. Yeah. So what is the main, like what's your main source of revenue in terms of like, or your main hub where you create your own content? I know you have like a mini vids profile. I do. I love many vids. I think many vids has been great, especially because they've also, uh, they have the, you can sell your merchandise, which was so surprisingly hard for the past 10 years. Like there's no place besides like a personal website linked to like your bank accounts and stuff. Well, especially since PayPal bans you. Right. PayPal bans us. eBay would kick us off. Like you couldn't sell like your bras on eBay, even though people are selling like period stain, like leggings on eBay. Like I always thought that was kind of gross, but, (laughs) but yes, I mean, the fact that there is like, they allow you to do a lot of things at once like you can sell things buy things you can sell uh, like a chat time they can buy even your snap from many vids so I think many vids was like a really great uh, creation because it also kind of keeps people uh, having to do better because many vids is so accessible and there's it's so performer friendly Mm -hmm. so you can really do all of that on your own so I think it's making people like really kind of think a little more Um, in terms of I Honestly, I have like so many different streams of revenue right yeah. now. Like I, uh, monthly, I have many vids, my OnlyFans, uh, Fan Center, which is my premium Snapchat, my website. Uh, What's your website? com. Okay. I've had smart. Yeah. To get I, that URL. I bought it. I said it's in a different interview. I bought my URL before I even shot my first solo. Yeah. That's like, that's uh, honestly, you know, when people are like, what's the first piece of advice I'd give a girl before you shoot anything? Buy your fucking URL because yep. if you don't, somebody else will buy yep. it and they will hold it hostage and try to sell it to you for an insane amount of money. Yeah. Oh my god, I've heard like horror Go on stories GoDaddy.com and spend like seven ninety five. Yeah, seven dollars and ninety five cents, people. It's worth. And buy it. your goddamn URL, even if you never use it, just fucking buy it. No, for sure, it's worth it. And again, it's just maintaining control of your own image. Like yeah. you know, just fucking put up your social medias on there if you really yeah. wanted to. Um, I also have a flashlight, a sex toy, which is awesome, and a Kiru sex toy. Um, so, uh, and then, and then scenes kind of on top right. of that. Oh, and camming. I webcam as well sometimes. I webcam from my own website, my free cams, cam soda. So, I mean, I, I really do have, what was that, like six, seven, eight different mm-hmm. monthly revenue streams, yeah. but that's the way to do it. Yep. I mean, in my opinion, like you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. You shouldn't just depend on scenes. Right. But. What is some of like your best selling, uh, clips? Because weren't you saying ASMR was something that was doing really well for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so funny. That's kind of something that really exploded the past couple of years. Um, ASMR is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which is like people who really like... 
you know, just triggering, like trigger sounds, you know, when you go to a spa, like the water trickling down and mm-hmm. it'd be like soft violin music and like people really like it when you talk to them more like this. This is kind of what ASMR is for the most part. You don't have to talk, but a lot of people like that. It's the comforting mouth sounds and inflections and then people like stuff like... Ernie, I could see Ernie like turning up the volume for that. <laughs> you have to have a really good microphone for ASMR. And some people just, they love that stuff. Like, look it up on YouTube. Millions of views. And so I translated that. Mm, sorry. I'll talk normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's many people listening in their cars. Like, I can't hear anything she's saying. Somebody's taking off their pants right now. Um, but uh yeah so uh so i translated that into which i think other people are already doing it i didn't invent it but i translated that into asmr like joi's jerk off instructions Mm -hmm. so if you're dirty talking to somebody in like a whispery voice like it it does something to them it triggers them it feels more a little more taboo like you're trying to keep it down trying to keep it yeah oh yeah because you can make that into a role play thing that's been really popular Mm -hmm. like it's it's a huge yeah it's kind of a, a big niche nowadays but it's it's something again that you know anybody can do and you can make that work for you like I saw it and like I'm like oh wow it really did work for me I watched ASMR videos and I was like oh this feels nice like like it actually really does relax you and and then I know I kind of I got a little bit sleepy when you started whispering yeah, like, like when somebody's ah. just whispering in your ear and telling you you're great and beautiful and making you feel good about yourself like yeah and and again like that's something I was mentioned I can do like without even being naked mm-hmm. so I mean you can make it even more like sexual and all that but like there's so many different facets that you know the adult industry can like you know dip their toes into like this is and yeah my ASMR videos are the highest selling videos on my mini vids and I have boy girls girl girls like every kind of video you can have and yeah my highest selling little clips my highest selling shorter clips are yeah me breathing and talking into a microphone so who knew that's amazing (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the AVN Awards, and maybe if you have some top picks for the nominees. Uh-oh. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I do. I do. Oh, I have yeah, a couple. Me, okay. We'll be right back, guys. I want to talk to you guys about a new project that I'm doing. I am working on an erotic photography book, and this project means a lot to me. Now, I have a few other photography books out, but this would be the first one that would be created solely by me. I need your support in order to make this happen, which is why I've created a new Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Art, and there you can donate to support these incredible photo shoots that I've got lined up. My last one was with Emily Bloom that I shot last week, and it went amazing. Just for signing up, you will get access to exclusive photos and exclusive video that will only be available on my Patreon. It will not be on any other website of mine. You will also be able to access the private behind-the-scenes Snapchat, even get a live Q&A Skype call with us from set. This project is something that is very close to my heart, and it is my way to really create something beautiful and artistic, and I just want to fall in love with photography all over again. It's not porn, it's erotica. There's a big difference there, and I would really, really appreciate it if you guys would come check it out and support me. So go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall Art. Thank you so much. 
Okay, so back to the podcast. Okay, we are back, and I'm going to ask Romy if she has any picks for Avian Awards, Uh-oh. but she probably can't say because she's hosting, so do you have to stay like uh I mean, I'm very much trying to be Switzerland, you know, yeah. of, you know, uh-huh. like it's, I love everybody right now. I really do. I'm so appreciative to be in the spot that I'm in. Just so everybody knows, I have no control over that. I have no say. I had no part in the nominations. No one asked me my opinion. So there's I can't a, help you. Yeah. There's a lot of people who really question the legitimacy of the nominations and who wins. And I had a long talk with one of the producers who was telling me that it's actually like a super complex, very legit voting system. I don't know if they filled you in on any of that. Uh, I'm not exactly sure about how they really make their decisions, but I know it's like... 10-ish people like sequestered yes. in a room yes. like having like little checklists essentially yes. but again like I, I also say too like just I tell people who get kind of bummed out about it sometimes and hey I've been there like mm-hmm. I've lost more awards than I've won yeah but so I tell you people, were saying during the break you've never won an AVN award I, no but I have four performer of the year titles yeah, from you three different that. from three different award shows and again I've had like more than 40 nominations at AVN and I've been like on all of their promo for like the white party like the other party yeah yeah. And now I'm their host. So again, it shows that like it's not necessarily all about winning the awards themselves. It's yes. about like working hard, building up your name and your brand. Mm-hmm. So, and I tell girls, don't get too butthurt, don't get too sad. Remember that it is sexual preference. Like we've talked about this, like mm-hmm. it's called sexual preference for a reason. Like just because you weren't somebody's preference this year doesn't mean you're bad at sucking dick. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no. I've 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 met girls. I remember I've seen girls like cry cuz they didn't win yeah. like you know best anal or something like that and I'm like your life's not over like I've never won an avian award either which but, is even crazier but that doesn't make me think that I'm bad at my job exactly exactly don't, working makes you good at your job exactly C- continuing to get jobs I yes. think is is makes you good at your job yeah I gotta say like I don't have like a ton of who are your favorites I can get away if you tell me yes, stuff and I can comment I can say and I'm actually <laughs> kind of like looking up right now and I'll be honest like I don't watch a lot of porn. Um, just it's a because, hard part, like, too. I don't watch everybody's movies, I so I really handle, don't know. Yeah, it's too much. But I would really, for Best Director, I would really, um, I'd love to see Caden Cross win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. she'd be she's highly... She's been killing it this she's year. She's been killing it. I think her writing is incredible. I think her directing is really good. I really love, like, you know, she, being a woman, and I think she's a great representation for the industry, and yeah. I know she works really hard, and um, I thought Abigail was really good. Oh, yeah. I loved your role in that. I had a little cameo, a non-sex, yeah. but it was my favorite non-sex cameo I think I've ever had in a movie. So, if, yeah, it if you don't did, know what happened. It literally made me cringe yeah? so much. You believed scene. me? Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. No, that whole scene, like, like it kind of, yeah. That was I, a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> no, good. I mean. Which is good. I mean, he had it coming. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I love that. No, anything that's like creative and mm-hmm. slightly different and just it gives people like the opportunity to try new things and to like spread their wings and not just their legs. Like, yes. especially, yeah, how Caden like is, uh, well, she still performs sometimes. So the fact mm-hmm. that she's like was more of a for, former performer and like is really showing her vision now mm-hmm. is really shows the development of stars. And I think uh, performers often make really great directors because they yes. understand what it's like to be on set, be in front of the camera, be yep. in that position. Like, you know, honestly, in a way, like I've never been a performer, like in a way that I will never understand. You know, I mean, I try to be a good director and I try to always make sure that I'm, 
you know, tuned into the girl and I make sure that, you know, like I'm on her level and I know like how she's feeling and, you know, but like ultimately I will never know what it's like to actually do a sex scene. You know what I mean? Or be in that situation. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, sex, the sex on camera is definitely a little different than sex at home. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. But yeah, but I mean, but you understand because you also, I mean, you've, you've shot, you have pictures, you've done mm-hmm. naked pictures. Yeah. Was, yeah. That we released <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> even though nobody believed me it was an accident. It's okay. But like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's this total act. All my porn's an accident. What? You guys uh, yeah, see? It? You're one of the people what? who doesn't believe me. <laughs> no, no, no. I believe you. I do. I it's do. It's fine. I don't really care. Yeah, no. Who cares? No, you looked hot. That's all Thanks. that matters. So, years ago. Well, whatever. <laughs> Most of our stuff's like, I still promote scenes from five years ago. I was like, oh, look how cute and small I looked. But yeah, even just for performers, like knowing like how their body looks better posed and like yes. little things like that and like what feels better and what they think, you know, and being able to play a little bit more freely, I think it is so much fun. And that's why even like as a performer, like I love when I'm given direction, but in certain times of the day, like if you just tell me to like, you know, do my thing, I get really excited, mm-hmm. especially if I'm working with people that like I trust and who enjoy what they do as well. So it's so fun for performers for that perfect storm of everybody just like playing off of each other yeah what's your favorite kind of character to play because you've done a lot of like superhero stuff i have recently Recently. yeah Yeah. um i love that because it plays so much in into fantasy like the extra side of fantasy where you really really can be like whatever you want to and i'm a little bit of like a especially when i was younger like a a comic book video game geek Mm. and especially because you know uh i mean i'm an only child of a single parent like we i grew up like around like a lot of like poor kids and kids in the system and and there really is like that magic that comes attached to that because it really those kind of characters show that you really can be whatever you want to be like you know you can come from nothing and be something you can be nothing and be powerful like you can save people save the day in some way you can help people if you choose to so I mean I love those characters because it, it really is like it really is the fantasy of you can do anything, be anything, have fun. And then especially if you attach that to sex. Like, I yeah. think my favorite superheroes would have, like, the best sex, wouldn't they? Yeah, of course. Superhero sex. They're superheroes. Yeah. So, I mean, I love playing characters because then you can really take that somewhere. Um, but, I mean, being able to play, like, a real raw person is so is so fun, too. I almost feel like I've had less opportunities to play, like, real raw and like um people like that had like a lot of crazy shit going on mm-hmm. uh i would love to almost do more of that people ask me like what kind of roles would you like to play more of i mean i'd like to play more roles where maybe i'm not so pretty and polished mm. i like that kind of stuff i like seeing like where a character can go from you know a to b to c and yeah i'm like i don't think you always need to be like perfectly polished to be sexy to be yeah. powerful or and to tell a story so like you were saying earlier when it comes to like movies being more intricate and deep like i like that a lot though granted like I started my career like as like a gonzo girl Mm -hmm. I shot like literally probably like 300 gonzo scenes like within my first few years and I will always say that sex is the bread and butter of porn like the sex should matter like it there should be some connection it should look hot it should get people off but like there's so much you can do and say and show people and with that kind of uh, intense and environments like if when mainstream movies like if they actually had sex scenes in them right 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 yeah but I don't you know all of it's so fun I love to just uh, be able to explore and just play like mm-hmm. just give me something give me like a character and I'll like and I'll go with it I think I think that's just fun so do you prefer doing feature films over Gonzo or do you like both equally you know I like both equally for different reasons I would say it matters who's shooting it and who I'm working with like yeah. you're saying too yeah. like 
not to call anybody out or yeah. any of that kind of stuff. But everyone's got their favorites for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, I love to work with certain people for certain things, and there's people that I haven't worked with that I'd love to work with more. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I hate to say there's something that I don't like to do. There may be certain contexts of things I don't like to shoot, but the world is a very interesting, big, deep, dark, sexy place. Like I, I kind of I want to try it all. You yeah, know, as long yeah, and as sex is as something that you can weave into almost any story. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there, there's nothing I really don't want to do that's like in the context of telling a story. There, there are certain scenes that, especially when I was newer, and this is something that's kind of changed a little bit in the industry too, is people are more accepting and giving like the freedom to people to really choose what they want without a lot of like stigma. Because mm. I remember kind of when I first started, like the first few years, um, God, how do I word this? Um, <laughs> you know, people were like, oh, if you don't shoot these kinds of scenes with these people for these companies, are you really a porn star? Mm-hmm. Are you really hardcore? Like, I didn't ever liked that necessarily. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that my whole thing is like, do whatever you're comfortable with that makes you happy, that you're proud to promote mm-hmm. is a big thing that I tell to people. Like, you know... Yeah, I don't know how much deeper I want to get into it. You know, I don't want to put <laughs> I, my foot in my mouth, I but you know you. what I'm saying. Yes, it's I know like exactly what you're saying. Now it's less of like an oh, you do that or you don't do that. Like now there is much more of like a an open like no, it's preferences, it's comfortability, mm-hmm. it's like what people are choosing to do and how they're promoting themselves and their brand. No one has to do anything in particular anymore right. to be a star or right. to grow their fan base. The best thing you can do is your own thing. Yeah, be true to yourself. Yes, exactly. So yeah. that I feel has really like grown and developed. How did you get into the porn industry? Um, well, I was an exotic dancer at 19. Mm-hmm. I started dancing at 19. Off and on, I danced in Vegas and LA. Um, I was always kind of a nude model. I did like car magazines and tattoo stuff. And then I started uh, doing Playboy TV. Uh, I did like their money talk show and I did the Playboy morning show like literally 15 times in like a six month period. Mm -hmm. And then they asked me eventually if I would uh, work on their new like camming website, Mm -hmm. which was Playboy Live. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I started camming for Playboy Live. And back then, like Playboy, I don't know how it changed now, but you couldn't be, well, you could only be naked. You couldn't show pink. Like Mm -hmm. you couldn't like really show your vagina. You can spread, you couldn't use toys. So it was really about like teasing and like talking and like really kind of just playing and, you know, either being yourself or playing characters where you really there's so much you could do like there was really not restrictions except for not being naked which was hard for like maybe a lot of people like yeah. now if you told like the average like porn star it's like okay you can webcam but you can't do anything sexual essentially oh when I used to shoot for Playboy <laughs> Plus and before when I used to shoot girls that would like uh, sometimes shoot porn like I shot like Jenna Sativa mm-hmm. For them, um, a couple other girls, uh, Lana Rhodes, and uh, yeah, it was funny because it was like what? They, I was like, "Stop touching your vagina!" I'm yes. like, Don't touch your vagina. No pink, and they'd be like, "Oh fuck, I forgot." You would get like blips that would pop up on your screen, being like, "Don't do that." <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious too because like most of the girls that I shot for Playboy Plus were like more nude models yeah. and. When I shot for them, um, Mind Geek was still running the website, so they wanted, like, they were kind of pushing for a little bit more open leg. The website's yeah, yeah. 
totally gone backwards now. Like 25% open leg. Yeah, I mean, literally, it was a casual open leg. Yeah. And um, and some girls didn't want to do that. So with some girls, yeah. with most girls, I was playing like what I felt was like, you know, like find the vagina. Yeah. Because I would like have to try to get them to like do some. And we would always talk about it before the scene. I'd yes. be like, this is what they would like. Um, are you, what are you comfortable with? And I would literally like send them photos of different open leg shots because some girls were okay with showing like the clit. Yeah. But they didn't want to show the undercarriage. Some girls were okay showing the undercarriage, but they wouldn't show the butthole. Like I literally every girl, like three quarters of the vagina. Yes. Like there, there was very specific stuff, which was fine. Yeah. And I would try to respect that. But sometimes like even when they would agree with it, they would still not really want yeah. to show it to me. So I'd have to like try to be like, okay, give me a little more. Like, But it's a trip, right? A little bit more. And they'd kind of like, but I didn't want to like push them. And it was like this weird, like, yeah, it was really stressful to be honest. Yeah. I mean, so, you really had to like kind of get creative. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I, I like that that's how I started because it kind of taught me like how to do more than just be like uber sexual. Yeah. And like, you know, you really learned how to like talk to people and engage and how to mm-hmm. talk to fans. And like, you know, I would be silly and I would talk about like movies and stuff half the time. Yeah. And I would like put on outfits and like dance around. And it was so funny too. I remember like when I was there and like a few months into it, like sometimes you'd do like girl, girl shows, but they weren't girl, girl shows. Yes. Yeah. I've shot girl, girl for them. That wasn't girl, That's girl. It's not girl, yeah. girl. It was even back then it was funny to me. And like some girls were so shy and it's like, you didn't, you know, you didn't really want to touch them so it was really just like two cute girls sitting next to each other (laughs) the whole time but it was it was fun I enjoyed it because I feel like it taught me a lot Mm -hmm. um and then and then uh I did like a bunch of the playboy tv stuff and I I honestly kind of forgot like how it really just happened but I think I did like my first girl girl ish for playboy tv it was like kind of a pseudo girl girl Mm -hmm. um and then like dare dorms and like that kind of stuff and then I was like you know I I always really wanted I was interested and doing it like even before then like the last civilian boyfriend I had I told him like look kind of want to do this he wasn't really a fan I'm like okay well if we break up I'm doing it just letting yeah. you know yeah. and then I literally did and he emailed me like within two months of me being officially in porn being like well I guess you don't lie and I'm like I told you um, <laughs> but yeah so I started doing a little bit of like the the solo and girl girl with like uh, modeling and camming mm-hmm. And then it just kind of transitioned a little bit uh, and I started doing solos first. I started slow. Once I actually was shooting movies, I started doing solos just for a few months and then I started doing Girl Girl for a few months. I really wanted to make sure that I was doing what I, I wanted to do. That's smart. And yeah, so I didn't, I didn't want to regret it because it was something I was very interested in doing. I was yeah. like super sexual and like really open. I've already had like a polyamorous relationship. I've yeah. had threesomes. I've done anal. Like I did a lot of stuff in my personal life already. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that in, you know, well, there wasn't, especially back then too, is where I said there's such a difference now. There wasn't a lot of resources mm-hmm. to really like find more things out about the industry. Like I read a few performer books and did like some online research. So like I was just really nervous. So yeah. I was like, all right, we got to take this one step at a time. Now, that's another reason why I'm really open about like helping people if I can or like, hey, this is how you anal prep. If you want to know what to have in your girly bag, if you want to know what's kind of expected of you on certain kinds of sets, I think it's really valuable. Like we're our biggest resource in the industry. So I think it's incredibly valuable to like share your experiences and stories and help, especially if you don't like 
people having horror stories or people mm-hmm. trashing the industry if they decide to leave, like then it really is much more of a choice kind mm-hmm. of standard. And I always wanted it to be my choice. I didn't want to like blame porn for destroying my life or like somebody yeah. else for taking advantage of me necessarily. And granted, there's only so much you can do in those kind of situations, but I wanted I wanted to feel like it was mine. And like, you know, if I hated it, if I loved it, it's on me. And I remember my first boy girl, I think like a four or five, four-ish months in, was for Naughty America. My second the next day was for Brazzers. And I remember like uh, leaving both of those sets being like, okay, I think I can do this. I'm like, this was good. I'm happy. I'm like, I did this the right way. I'm into it. And then it was really just like full steam ahead. So Mm -hmm. I technically in my mind, I've been in the adult industry for 12 years hardcore porn for six mm-hmm. but it definitely was a development and it's and it's not really a crazy story like it almost is kind of more boring and out of the norm for some people because I got myself in and a lot of like people just don't and you did it gradually walk like in yeah started slow and then yeah. you like, worked your way up to you know as you felt comfortable which yeah is a smart thing to do I did Hustler Magazine before uh, like I think my first scene came out so mm-hmm. and, and like Joanna Angel was on that set so it was like I really yeah I kind of met people slowly and gradually and like slowly built my way up, which uh, probably took longer in some degrees, but if, for me, it was very much worth it because I, I still love what I do. Yeah, and you were able to make the right choices. Yeah, I mean, knock on wood, like, you know, no one's like 100% like perfect in there. Yeah. And then I feel bad for some people who like, you know, some people really do get taken advantage of yeah. or lied to or scammed and Absolutely. Their, their domains get bought up by somebody that they trusted. Yes. And it's like, you know, it, that shit happens. But like, if I can try I mean I never I never want to be anybody's like role model necessarily but I always did want to be like a good example of like a, a sex worker slash mm-hmm. performer because like this this is my life and my lifestyle and something I've always respected and I and I always I wanted I wanted to be good I wanted to be, be considered successful at what I do even more than necessarily be rich right because that mattered more to me right eh. now one of the things that you brought up I realize it's something that like we've kind of never really discussed in detail um, on this show when mm. you said that you're open to giving girls advice on stuff like what's in your girly bag. Yeah. So can you actually talk about that a little yeah. bit? Because I find that when I shoot brand new girls, they don't know anything about like the hygiene yeah. and the douching and all that kind of stuff. So just by the way, when she says girly bag, so like uh, sometimes I have to explain adult no, industry lingo because like, yeah. you forget that people that are listening are not in the yeah. industry. Um, so when we say like go do your girly stuff, that basically means like go kind of clean your vagina before you're seen basically is what it means and every girl has their own like kind of system that they develop over yep. what works best for them so what's your system um i my system is i always recommend bringing like your own little like toiletry bag mm-hmm. i like you know go to victoria's secret get one of their little zip up cosmetic bags um well it's important just to make sure you're clean and fresh and everybody has different levels of that and most people don't douche in their real lives like mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. like normal people don't you know you like can't even find douche in europe i yes yes when i went to the uk <laughs> Yeah. to shoot for a mind geek I yet. asked about it. they were like yeah we have to like search for them and yeah. like find them because what a lot of European performers do is they shower before the scene and yep. they like stick the shower like nozzle up their vag that's how yeah. they clean themselves they don't use douche yeah so it's interesting how it's, it's like a little different intense. yeah from some of them don't use enemas either from what I hear yeah so yeah <laughs> just depend- again it all depends on your preference yeah which is sometimes why we joke around that like the euro guys the guys who come over from uh, Europe and work in the states they're usually like it's it's a cakewalk for them 
them by comparison because yeah. we're usually like ready and yeah. like and they've had to like maybe kind of go through a few things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, girly bag. I always recommend girls like bring your own kind of stuff to set. You know, you never usually know what they have. They should always have like the basics like a douche or an enema. But I mean, hey, sometimes they don't even have that. They don't. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Like just, you know, and again, you're an independent contractor. So some people remind you of that to like have like your kit. So what I have to like, you know, keep myself clean and fresh, like, you know, bring your douches or enemas if you need to. If you're doing an anal scene, I recommend those big like red rubber enema bags because like you'll be able to clean yourself out like better and properly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like for in your douches, always pour out the douche water like it's not good for you. Don't drink it. I've heard horror stories of girls drinking it. There's that one, there's that one story and I swear I don't know if it's a wives tale or not because it just sounds so ludicrous, but everyone has that story about the girl who drank the douche and I don't know if it's I've true. I've heard a couple people say it. I don't know. I, but I, yeah, that is one of like those like horror stories that goes around the industry. Yeah, but I'm I so don't it. drink it. Don't basically. don't drink it. Yeah, pour it out. Fill it up with water. Uh, some of us use either a little bit of hydrogen peroxide or iodine. I like hydrogen peroxide better because uh, iodine stains a little bit. Really, all that is is just kind of more of an antibacterial. Some people don't like doing that. How much hydrogen peroxide do you put? Into just a the little. I just so put like, a little. So like, sorry, people aren't. Some people aren't watching. This. I would say only like 10, 15% tops. You don't need a lot. Like, yeah. and you don't want to, like, you know, dry yourself out or irritate right. yourself because you're not really trying to kill all the good bacteria or anything. But I'm just trying to, yeah. I use, like, and, and every, like I said, everyone else is different. Yes. For me personally, I actually use a couple drops of tea tree oil. Yes, in I was going to say that. That's an extra so. thing. Put a couple, not too, I put a couple too many drops in there yeah, before. And it's a little stingy. <laughs> and, and just smells up the whole room. Like, yeah. oh, somebody smells like tea tree. Uh, but that's really good uh, to prevent BV and yeast infections, but if you do too much, like you can irritate yourself. Yeah. And that's really to, you know, uh, prevent like uh, like the basic kind of silly possible infections or just keep yourself clean. Yeast infections are common in normal women. and um, Especially if, when you're mixing your pH with a bunch of other people's. Exactly. It depends on what happen. kind of a day it is. If it's like a group scene and there's a lot of people touching yeah. each other, like keep all that in mind. If there's a lot of like in out, then you don't want to get just like, you know, I was thinking if you're touching just anything, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're putting their fingers inside of you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure yeah, so I say douche with water, hydrogen peroxide slash iodine, maybe a couple drops of tea tree oil. You don't need to do like a lot of that every single time. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't need to put tea tree oil in every single one of your douches, but it's good to do like every so often. You mean like maybe once a week or something? Yeah, it depends okay. how much you're working for sure. Okay. But like, yeah, like once a week, that's totally, that's, that's great. I mean, again, depends, I don't know your vagina. However <laughs> your vagina works best, that's your vagina. You know, things like baby wipes, they should have that on set. You should have it too. Hippocleanse or a variant of Hippocleanse. Uh, you can find that at CVS, Walgreens. Hippocleanse or a variant of, it's antibacterial body wash, mm. essentially. And if you're having sex in an environment like outside or in a barn or like, you know, any place that seems mildly questionable and you want to like, you know, clean your skin. Um, or a couch with ringworm. Exactly. <laughs> we had a ringworm epidemic going oh, on Ringworm this year. gate 2018. Oh my God. Oh my Everyone God. was getting ringworm and everybody like knew it was from one location, but nobody could figure out what location it was. Mm, well, it was a couple locations, I think. You think so? Well, actually it makes sense because it probably started at one place and then it got spread exactly. to another. So and people are just knows? like spreading it around and yeah. not knowing any better. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that on that note too, like things like hand sanitizer, like, I mean, you can like, honestly, anything like, 
like sanitary is very important. Mm. Um, and then things, you know, like uh, maybe a razor. In case I was just you thinking miss that a couple spots. The razor, mouthwash, mouthwash is good, especially like legitimate, like Listerine antibacterial mm-hmm. mouthwash. Like a lot of girls brush their teeth too, so maybe. Be, yeah, some there's a debate on that because brushing your teeth can bust your gums. Oh yeah, good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so if you have to be a little bit careful of like you know, uh, you know, obviously blood and like, but granted, everybody should be tested. So knock on wood, everything should be good. But again, these are the small safety precautions. Mm-hmm. Definitely brush your tongue. Yes. You know? So many people don't do that. Mm-hmm. So many people yeah, that, don't that do that. Thrush green. That's like, like a big thing. Like brush, a lot of bad breath comes from your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So brush your tongue, Listerine, uh, deodorants, uh, lotion. Lotion's really important sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just like little extra things like, you know, shimmers. And if you're doing things like anal, I forgot what they're called, but there's certain kind of creams or pads that like are good for your butthole after uh so you don't like uh sore. yeah because we wouldn't get very sore or like if they actually get torn or something like crazy like that you know thing you have to be careful of hemorrhoids or any of that shit mm. knocking wood never had one but i know there's like yeah. there's preventative caution so it really is like just think of it as like if you're going to have sex with like somebody that you really 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 like and you want to make sure yeah. that like they have a great experience so think of it as like your third date prep but like more so essentially just make sure you're clean and fresh and groomed and that you would be very confident with somebody touching you and make sure your nails are clean underneath your nails are clean yeah that's going to say a lot of girls I know um, get infections because they get fingered and the people's underneath their nails are not clean so if you can bring a uh, even a brush like a nail scrub brush and scrub under your nails with soap Mm -hmm. before the scene yeah a lot of people don't do that and that is um, that would be you're partner would appreciate that. Agreed. And like some people get a little bit afraid of my nails, but I've only ever been scratched by real nails because they can, they're more jagged. If they get, they're not properly groomed, Mm -hmm. like they can cut you so easily. Like these guys are gel. Like they're long and scary. You probably don't want me like in there really clawing at you. you. Do you finger girls with those nails? Yeah, sometimes. I finger myself with these. Like there's Mm -hmm. a proper way to, I mean, again, like I've been scratched and hurt by no Watching, She's got long. I have long sexy nails. Long sharp nails. But they're very well groomed. They're soft. Um, there are ways to do it. Please, yeah. They're great back scratcher nails. <laughs> yeah, no, they're actually very nice. But no, I mean, honestly, like they're a little long, so that's what scares people. But like yeah. fake nails are borderline safer than uh, the real ones, especially if they're the square nails. When I see girls with like square nails, because that's, you know, because these are smaller than like, you know, your pussy hole. So yeah. they go in like better. Like square nails, you have to like get in there. Yeah, 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 I heard and you. then, like you were saying, if they're not well groomed and they have like gunk underneath their nails and you mm-hmm. get sc- actually scratched, yeah, and then you get that bacteria all over yeah. you. It's just, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. But, but yeah, like it's important to have like a well stocked girly bag. You should be bringing that to every set. Um, yeah, yeah, um, oh, and, and giving advice. Yes. Oh, sponges for when you're on your period. People yes. don't know that. I wasn't even told that when I was like newer yeah. that that's how like girls like can still work while on their period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get soft sponges, which are great to have anyway for makeup touch ups. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, so you get those like those square, um, what latex free sponges. Yeah, soft. Actually, they're not even square. They're like a. 
wedges. Mm-hmm. And a lot of makeup artists use them and uh, you can bring them to set. And um, when I've used them in my personal life, I actually found out this new trick where I dip them in coconut oil first yes. and then put them up there because a lot of times like when the penis is hitting the sponge, and it's obviously drying you out because what it's doing is capturing the blood, right? Yeah. Um, so if you put the coconut oil in there, it kind of helps. And so when the penis hits it, it kind of secretes the, the lube. Yeah. Um, and actually Danny Daniels taught me all about this because like, and they, now the one thing that girls are scared of mm. is it getting pushed up into their body, especially by the large penises, um, which is something to be considered about, but it's they rare. will always come out eventually. So yeah. like if you can't get them right away, just give it some time. Yes. Um, they Relax. will eventually start to come down, especially mm-hmm. if there's a buildup of blood behind it. I know that's gross, but it's true. It's and true. then also too, like I heard douching can kind of help dislodge it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've never had one get lost up there. No. Um, I mean, I've heard of like those stories. You can always get them out. I mean, yes. any basic, even urgent care doctor can help you out with yeah. that. Or if you have a good don't, girlfriend. One thing is don't forget yeah, I've heard of that happening. I've heard of that happening. And that's just not sanitary, yes. kids. Yeah, like, make sure that you get that thing out. Yeah, and people always misjudge that. Like, we find our ways to, like, keep shooting, like, despite any of that. <laughs> even stripping. But, hey, like, I learned that even, like, in the stripping days where girls yeah. would just, like, push their tampons inside of themselves yeah. and just... Yeah. Fake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got what you got to do. And like, yeah, so I think it's really important to, you know, be honest about that. Because I remember when I started, like, people would be like, oh, I'm not going to tell girls how to prepare for anal. Like, they have to figure that out on their own. Somebody has to pay me to, like, tell them how to do that. I'm like, why would you want somebody to struggle? You're working with them or you're they're watching them shoot. Like, I think a director actually said yeah. that. And, like, I really didn't like that. I'm like, we're really supposed, how are we going to act like we're on the same team and we're, and we hate how people mistreat us, but we're not even treating each other with, like, the proper respect. Like you're working with her. You don't care if she has a clean ass. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Tell her how to clean it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I think, you know, girls always appreciate that kind of advice. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, because I really don't think that somebody else has to fail in order for me to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have a terrible day where you're miserable and embarrassed for me to have a good day or for me to like shine. And I think, I don't know. And that's, I think that's another reason why like the industry changing in the benefit of like performers and creators and Mm -hmm. shooters and directors is like it really is bringing us a little bit closer together and it yeah. really is like everybody is having a little bit more respect for not only like themselves but each other. Yeah, and I think also too, you know, we had a really awful year where we lost a lot of people, um, you know, really important to us, uh, lost a few girls and I think that that I think that woke up a lot of people and yeah. made us realize how important it is to band together and be supportive of each other. You yeah, know? because and to call people out if they need to be called out yeah. or just to be honest about how you really feel and yep. to reach out when you need to reach out. Like it, it does, and nobody any good to be like talking shit in a corner. You know what yeah. I mean? Like let's, let's just at least be honest. Yeah, because I think social media has perpetuated that idea that like, you know, we put up this like fake kind of facade yeah. that all our lives are so perfect. Yeah. Look where I'm going, look what I'm shooting, look how much money I'm making, look how good I look, like yeah. all this kind of stuff. And Even if it's filled, all a lie. It's all, a lot of yeah. it is a lie, most you know? Total lie, right? It's a total lie. Um, but, you know, we're all subject to feelings of depression and anxiety yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You don't so, know somebody's story. Like, yes. somebody's probably struggling way more than you realize. And, yes. like, a comment, like, you know, can make somebody's day or make them, like, cry. Like, you really don't know. And we're all super sensitive. I don't believe anybody who's not affected because everybody gets affected by, like, anything somebody says to them. So it is important to like, you know, mind your words and, but also at the same time to like have real conversations because the only way that we are,
are going to grow and develop and get better, hopefully, is if we talk to each other and if we say things that we like and that we don't like and, you know, how we we express ourselves. Like, everybody has a difference of opinion, and that's okay. It is okay to disagree, but there has to be respect. Yes, I think that that's a key, a key thing. Like, it's okay to disagree mm-hmm. with other people, but to, you know, start with the name-calling. Yeah. And getting, some people get so aggressive. And people are always so tough on Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Well, because they don't have to accept responsibility for mm-hmm. what they say. And you're not in front of somebody who might just... Sorry, that's I okay. like touching you. It's okay. Playing with you. <laughs> you know, it's all right. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, if you're face-to-face with somebody, they could kick you for saying the wrong thing. Which is, you know, I think it, there's, it, there is a consequence. There, every yeah. action has an equal and opposite reaction. So yes. you just have to keep that in mind and make sure, again, like you're proud of what you're doing and saying and being. Yeah. Now, uh, you and I, um, our mothers have something in common. Oh my God. Yes. Tell me. Both our mothers were in Hustler Magazine. Yes. I didn't know that your mama was though. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, yeah. So there's a little bit of a story behind that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> my mom is Suze Randall and <gasps> she, <gasps> what? I can't tell you how many people are like still like find that out and they're like, Oh, I didn't make the connection. I was like, eh. but, um, anyhow, so she was, uh, she obviously, a neurotic photographer, but she also did some modeling. Mm-hmm. And when she first started shooting nudes, she was actually shooting for Playboy. Mm-hmm. So Playboy flew her out here and she got her start with Playboy. Yeah. And um, she shot herself for Playboy, which was kind of like a oh, big cool. achievement. Yeah. And this is before, you know, selfies and yeah. um, automatic timers. So she shot herself with a cable release and it was actually like really sexy, like po- her posing with wow. this cable release. It's really cool. So that is she, really cool. Yeah. So she shot herself for Playboy, um, and that was really neat. And then uh, she was kind of like falling out with Playboy. She'd written a book that Hefner didn't approve of. She talked about things that went on in the grotto that she wasn't supposed to talk about. Yeah, so she was kind of like, you know, a little bit on on the edge. And then um, I guess the final straw was um, she met Larry Flint at one of Hef's garden parties because Larry was trying to um, blackmail Hef because he had pictures of Hef with a girl that wasn't his girlfriend at the time. Mm. And so Hef's, like, the way that he was going to solve that was he invited Larry to one of his parties and then, like, completely (laughs) ignored him. Uh. So my mom met him and then they, like, struck up a conversation and they, like, became friendly and then Larry was like, Susie should come work for me. So my mom did and so she was working for Hustler and then she shot herself for Hustler. Oh my God. And um, kind of as like a like the same way that she did for Playboy but it's a little bit more explicit obviously. Okay. And Larry published it and on the cover he wrote Playboy photographer shows pink <gasps> and have flipped out Ooh. and then my mom got kicked out of Playboy. She literally got escorted by security <gasps> out of the mansion. Stop. And that was the end of her career at Playboy, like that was like the nail in the coffin. God, so you know what, yeah, for a company that loves nude women, they sure do hate vaginas. Yeah, they really <laughs> they do. do not like a gay vagina. They are not fan of vaginas at all. Thing. At all. That's wild. I yeah. love that though. Yeah. So that's my mom's a uh, hustler. <laughs> hustler. Story. 
<laughs> you know, I you know, I don't know if my ma official I'm sure she, I think she was. Like at least like the smaller pictures and smaller pictorials. But uh she did the Busty Beauties. Mm. She did Hustler Busty Beauties like several times. She did the Boob Cruise, which was pretty big at the time. Um and she did a bunch of other like little kind of slightly lesser than like mm. naughty magazines and like and she took it pretty seriously too. Like she had like she kept a lock on like one of her closet doors that had like this whole like um kind of filing cabinet. Uh-huh. Full of all her magazines, and it's like she would. I would go with her when I was a kid. When she would go to like some of these newsstands mm-hmm. and try to find her magazines and her mm-hmm. pictures, and I was like kind of enjoying it. I was like, I was always very attracted to beautiful photos. I think women are beautiful, men are beautiful, but like women take like really great photos. Yeah, um, yeah, and it just it would always be. It wasn't anything too crazy or taboo. I mean, it was a little over sexual, obviously, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I always, I always grew up like feeling like that was okay. Like it was okay to be naked. It was okay to be sexual. And, and like, it was something really cool about it. And it yeah. was like, ooh, like that's cool. Like she's in like, you know, and she would dance. She did like some dance tours. And I was like, I met like some of her friends. Like I met Busty Dusty when I was a kid who like, it was like back when like boobs were kind of like becoming a thing. So it's like, yeah, she had these giant boobs and like drag queens. And like, I, you know, I've gone probably to, probably shouldn't say this. I've gone to some places I was underage to go to a couple times but it's okay that's okay apparently i saw randy west naked posing Ooh. for playgirl out in the backyard when i was a kid so and you know and here you are and here i am <laughs> look what happened to me I, no, I, i've been I, bored I, i've joked with her about that she doesn't like that i'm like well come on what you expect? and she was like stop it because she never really did like official like porn it was mm-hmm. kind of more yeah. of that like sides kind of step and like yeah. a little bit she's a nurse now um that's like so funny my mom was a nurse oh my gosh she became became a model and then a photographer. I feel like it's about taking care of people. Yeah, right? That's <laughs> why mom about. always said, like, she always said that she did really well in the industry because she did a great bedside manner with yeah. the models. I feel like that totally matters. And yeah. like, it's a different kind of like connection with people. And you're just, you have to, you have to be very relaxed and like confident in your own ways to mm-hmm. do certain kinds of things like that. So yeah, like I was, I grew up around like other like nude models and like kind of knowing what my ma did, maybe a little bit too young. And, but it was never all that like crazy to me. I think uh, somebody did find one of my mother's magazines when I think I was like in junior high. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit awkward, but my ma was like really young and hot. She had like fake boobs at the time and everything so like you know she was hot what are you gonna say and and what does your mother look like yeah Um, I know right (laughs) I was kind of bad I'm like what like uh. Uh, so yeah so yeah my mom would like had her own little like adult entertainment exploration she she was a little bit weirded out about me being in like full-on pornography but she was happy that as I explained to like her and everybody else like I take it seriously it's my job it's my career I want to like do good and like show good and like I'm proud to promote everything that I've done so I think that matters more than anything else that it's really not like this seedy sad thing that like yeah. I did like for two months and then people find it and it makes me sad like no, yeah it's like I meant to do this yeah I'm a- <laughs> yeah like you, you it was of your own volition yeah yeah and I you know what maybe if I wasn't all that successful she wouldn't be all that stoked on it but, <laughs> she, but she's told me like hey well you know since you're doing good I mean shit yeah <laughs> good for you yeah that's really great that you can have like a parent who supports you in that because I know a lot of people have 
yeah. like lost their no, families no, no. And, over it. And we're honestly not like super duper close. I mean, like I, I love her. So we've gone through a lot, obviously, together. I mean, she had her own trials and tribulations with the industry because again, it was a very different place 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, she like, you know, was in like a certain crowd that was maybe a little bit bad and maybe partied a little bit too mm-hmm. much. So we butt heads on like certain things, but like at the same time, I'm I, maybe because of growing up in those kind of environments, like I am secure with who I am mm-hmm. and like people who don't agree with me, like I'm, I'm not going to let it destroy me and we don't like agree on absolutely everything, but I'm an adult. She was an adult and like live and let live or let me have my peace. I believe in protecting your peace and it's okay. And I tell people that too. It is okay to not like have a big connected family and everybody who supports you because yeah. it is super rare. Like, again, I'm an only child of a single parent. Like mm-hmm. I've had like probably more people like not supportive than supportive. Mm-hmm. So like I totally do get it and it it it's it's okay. Yeah. Like as long as you you're happy with what you do and you do surround yourself with people who do support you because there's you know some things I don't talk to like my mom or my family about because I don't think that they'd understand or like really, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it is important. I tell it's okay to create your own family and like, and I get it as somebody who's always felt like a little bit of a weirdo and an outcast and an underdog. Like I, I've really kind of gotten through because of other people like me and because of other people like really striving and working hard and existing in spite of, not necessarily as a result of mm-hmm. their bad environments. Mm-hmm. So I, so I always tell people like it's okay even if you have like one or two people that care about you that's more than some people oh yeah and and sometimes it's really a lot more valuable to have just a couple I've, I've found that as, as I get older mm. you know like I just start shedding people that yes. just aren't really I like I trust people who act like they have a shit ton of friends yeah. like 200 of my closest friends like you lie 10 yeah. of those people like you yeah exactly <laughs> that's the thing and it's just like and as we get older and busier and we have less and less time for people People, mm-hmm. Like the time that I do have, I want to spend it with the people that I really value. So I've really, I've found that I've let some friendships kind of go. And not that like we're on bad terms or anything yeah. like that, but like it's just too much effort yes. to maintain it, you know? And, yeah. and I just want to be close to a few select people. And I just think there's a lot more value in that than just having a lot of like acquaintances. And, Complete quality and over quantity, yeah. baby. Oh yeah. There's probably only about five people that I would truly call like a friend. Cause a friend is a very like valuable thing mm-hmm. and that you trust. Like a friend is somebody that would let you sleep on their couch if you had nowhere to go. Like there's yeah. not a lot of people who would do that for yes. you. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, a small circle of people who actually care and support you is far and away better than like a room full of people that like just want to be in a selfie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think especially too, as you become more successful, you have to be careful, more careful about you who you call your friends. You almost have less friends as you yeah. more careful. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's, you know, like, you know, because it becomes iffy about who wants to be your friend because of what they can get from you mm-hmm. as opposed to like who wants to be your friend because like they really like you as a person. No, completely. And yeah. I think it gets harder to discern it's the more true. successful you become. It's true. But you have to like protect your, protect your peace, as you say, like protect the people that you love and the things you worked really hard for. Like mm-hmm. don't allow somebody to take that away from you or destroy it. Like, because mm-hmm. there is like, I know like, you know, those, you know, fake friends kind of people. Like I've heard crazy stories of people that they thought were their friends for years or business partners for years. And like they get screwed over, mm-hmm. cheated or stolen from. And it's yeah. like, you really don't know. So it, it is, I think, a lot more valuable to have like a few people you really can trust rather than everybody is my friend. <laughs> Like, yeah. no, they're not. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, maybe, again, only child, single parent. Like, I, you know, I circles are naturally small. Yes. I, that's just what I think. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. 
personally. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I know we went over time, but no, it was fun it's chatting fine. with you. It's fine. I mean, it's like, it's very loosey-goosey, you know? You can do what you want. It's Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is your show. Oh, my God. Uh, right, I'm not my Yes, like no, like, do what you want. Like that's why you're here, man. Well, that's the great thing about podcasting too is you don't really have to stick to, as opposed to like radio shows. You know, that's true. I always feel like when I go on radio shows, I only have a certain amount of time, and they always like cut me off before. Like, yeah. I'm like, I have so much more to say. Like, I'm a rambler, so like, yeah, yeah. the longer it's fine. No, 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 you're great. You're really great. So, um, obviously, people can catch you hosting the Avian Awards this yes, year. Please, it'll also be on Showtime. Yeah. The Avian Awards are January 26th. Yes. The award show itself is January 26th. The expo starts on January 22nd. It is four days long. Meet me and all of your favorite people there. You're going this year, yeah? Yeah. I'm actually working at the Minivids booth this year. Stop. That's incredible. Oh, my God. So you should come by. I totally will. I'm just going to be at the AVN booth for an hour a day because I can't risk getting sick. So I'm not signing for a company this year. That's Oh, my God. Dude, AVN flew, you guys. That's another thing. Pack your hands sanitizer, your vitamin C, your air purifiers, mm-hmm. like take care of yourself this this holiday season, kids. It's funny actually because uh, Twisties just sent me my order for February, the scenes that they want me to shoot. And they're like, can you book these towards the like middle to end of February so people have time to get over the yes. avian flu? And I was like, oh my God, it really is a thing. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't sick last year because I like I drank a ton of tea and I really like was trying to preventative caution. Oh, and I got like one of those IVs that it's just vitamins and a bunch of water to keep you hydrated. Oh, really? Yeah. People do that like for like the hangover cure, but I think it's good to do like preventative yeah. like so you stay hydrated through Vegas because Vegas is so dry and, like, yeah I should try that because I don't drink but yeah, um, no, I do barely. still like always like I, I don't drink enough water that's for exactly. sure and it's hard and you're just running around all day and mm-hmm. you're touching like sweaty people and like I hugs people sometimes and I'm like how are you wet why are you wet yeah. now I'm wet yeah. oh god yeah. <laughs> it's like I need a shower but no it's worth it it's fun uh, yeah just take care of yourselves you guys come and meet us January 22nd through 26th 20 is the AVN show. It's going to be so much fun. Hosted by me and Bailey Rain and comedian Esther Koo and special performance from Cardi B. So it's going to be a pretty cool big show, which yeah. we're really excited about. It's going to be a really big show. Really big show. And then where can people find you online? Can you give us your website, your Instagram, My your Twitter? website is RomiRain.com, R-O-M-I-R-A-I-N. Uh, Twitter is Romy underscore Rain because somebody stole Romy Rain like... You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Instagram, but I'm verified on Twitter, so I'm easy to find. Uh, Instagram is Romy Rain. I have 2.3 million followers, but they still refuse to verify me. Maybe one day, because I won't pay for it. They make like you know they. Eh. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So basically, off. you're the only Romy, Romy Rain with followers in the millions. So yeah. if you guys can't uh, find that, then thank you. I was I feel bad for people who get scams, but I'm like, if you're like just chatting with an account that like won't send you proof of who they are, who has like a hundred followers, asking you to send money to Ghana. Yeah. Then come on. Who in Ghana is running that fucking scam? And you know what? I was looking up um, my numbers uh, for this podcast and there's like 13 people in Ghana who listen to this podcast. And I was wondering if like one Uh of them is that person who's running that fucking scam. He's trying to get all the Because there is someone in Ghana who is like convincing a lot of people that porn stars are stuck in Ghana and need fucking... Like I don't know a single porn star who's been to Ghana. Honestly, no. 
know. I mean, Not I'd love one. to see pictures at this point. Like, is it is it someplace I should go? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, speaking of that, they say porn can't take you places, but I, I love that. Like, porn has like been the thing that's gotten me out of the country. Like, mm. porn has paid for my trip to the UK to Montreal. I'm doing a feature dance tour in Italy and Bucharest oh, this upcoming awesome. year. I'm so excited. So, like that kind of stuff, I tell people too. I'm like, don't underestimate. You know, like this can really, it can this industry can take you all over the world if you like want it to and you work your butt off. And I'm also on ManyVids, <laughs> RomyRain.ManyVids.com, OnlyFans, Romy underscore Rain, FanCentro, Romy Rain, uh, Camp Soda, My Free Camp, everywhere. You know, I'm like, just like Google me, y'all. I'd love that. <laughs> just Google me. You're all over the internet. I try. I try to spread myself around. <laughs> 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 and you guys can follow me um, at Holly Randall on Instagram and uh, Twitter. I also have my website, hollyrandall.com. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. I also have a uh, premium Snapchat, fancentro.com slash hollyrandall. So, um, yeah. You we, post nude on it? Uh, I actually, mm. very rarely yeah. I'll post like a topless photo when yes. I feel like it, but it's become less and less frequently recently after it met. Give the people what they want. I accidentally <laughs> posted one on my free Snapchat Me too. the other day, and I was wondering why I kept getting all these DMs from people being like, oh, you're so hot. I'm like, where's this coming from? This and then like I looked, day. I'm like, fuck, I put it on the wrong account. But um, Yeah, it was another accident. Yeah, huh? Right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I thought to myself. Like, people aren't going to believe me. They're going to think I did this on purpose. I'm just, you guys, I'm just a fucking dumb blonde. And I don't know what I'm doing. It's okay. We like nudes. It's all right. <laughs> Release them nudes. Everybody has nudes. And that's the thing, too. You know, fucking people talk about, like, celebrities and stuff and, like, talk, oh, we're we're so gross because we have our, like, we take naked pictures and put them on the internet. Remember when, like, a couple years ago when everybody in Hollywood got hacked mm-hmm. yeah. and, like, everybody's fucking nudes and like yeah. porn was out there. I'm like, they do the same thing. Yeah. Like, and they're bending over and taking pictures of their butthole too. Yeah. Yeah. Like Oscar winning actresses. So like nobody's above like I naughty agree. selfies. I agree. We can all take a naughty I selfie. I agree. Yes. And you guys go and take a naughty selfie and uh, don't send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up to one of our premiums and then you can send us and a naughty you can picture. Send it to, yeah, you can send it and I will uh, pretend I never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll click on it for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank Bye. you, Romy. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. And uh, I will see the rest of you guys next week. Bye. Well, if you've listened all the way up to this point, I'm going to assume you're probably a fan of the podcast or at least of this episode. So what I would appreciate more than anything is if you would rate and review my podcast, please give me five stars. I would so appreciate it. And also tell your friends about it. Um, Word of mouth is a really powerful tool in getting podcasts up there in the charts. And if you want to financially support this podcast, which I would appreciate even more, um, you can go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. I have all kinds of cool tiers. You can watch these interviews live. You can watch the full-length podcast interviews, which I now only make available on my Patreon. You can get free mugs and shirts, join my private Snapchat, get signed prints from the girls. There's a lot of cool stuff that I give away. So thank you all so much for your support, and we will see you next week. <laughs>